Welcome to the You Should Have Been There podcast, the Japan series. This podcast is about our individual experiences, tales, and opinions from our travels to different countries. In this episode, I will tell you about my experiences as a U.S. sailor in Japan, along with recommendations of things to do and places to go. I'll also share a few of my stories, highlight popular tourist destinations, talk about cultural experiences, and what to expect as a gaijin or foreigner on your first visit. As a foreigner new to Japan, here are some things to keep in mind. Transportation. Flying from Seattle or San Diego to Tokyo is roughly a 10-hour flight. You'll land at Narita International Airport, which is actually on the outskirts of Tokyo and Chiba. The bullet train, or Shinkansen, is an effective way to travel across Japan if you prefer to see the landscape rather than fly. If traveling by regular train, keep in mind that rush hour is very crazy. The conductors will push people into the car so they can make it to their destinations on time. If you're in Japan for some time, I recommend getting a PASMO card. With it, you can load yen onto the card for train fare and scan it at the kiosk as you enter next to the train station. 7-Eleven and other convenience stores are awesome. They're your best friend. If you ever need money from an ATM, remember 7-Eleven is your go-to. Other Japanese convenience stores like Lawson, Family Mart, Mini Stop, and Yamazaki are very useful as well. It's possible to grocery shop there. The bento boxes or lunch boxes are awesome and you can buy almost anything. Now let's talk about money. The Japanese currency is called yen. A good way to convert yen to USD is by using Google. But a tip I use is to remove the last two digits on the yen. For example, 100 yen is roughly $1 and 1,000 yen is roughly $10. So don't go thinking you're super rich when you pull 5,000 or 10,000 yen from the ATM. Chopstick etiquette. Don't stick your chopsticks straight up into a bowl of rice. It reminds Japanese people of a graveyard as big chopsticks are used to remove bones from ashes. Also, don't form an X with your chopsticks or rub them together. When it comes to eating, however, slurping your ramen or soup is encouraged. Don't let culture shock consume you. Embrace it and dive in. You won't regret it. According to Gaijin Pot, there's a cafe or restaurant for every niche or interest. So it goes to say theme cafes are a thing in Japan. From kawaii or cute cafes to cat cafes, owl cafes, and my personal favorite, penguin cafes, it's a very interactive way to enjoy your beverage. When my wife and I first were dating, I took her to the penguin cafe in Ikebukuro, Japan. Festivals. There's a festival for every month and every time of the year in Japan. According to Gaijin Pot, some of the most vibrant and colorful months of the year are at festivals. Age-old live music, dancing, drinking, entertainment, fascinating cultural quirks, fireworks, spirituality, and a whole lot of incredible food. It's fair to argue that Japan's festivals are some of the greatest in the world. There are shrines, temples, and castles all across Japan. Just in my neighborhood, there's a small shrine called Ryu, or Noble Shrine. My wife and I walked there from our house on New Year's to pray. The best place to see shrines and temples is Kyoto. There aren't as many castles, but the closest to me is Odorara Castle, which I haven't visited yet. Food. In my opinion, the best way to embrace the culture other than learning the language is the food. Japanese food has become kind of mainstream in the States with ramen, sushi, and seldom izakayas here or there. But there are so many other dishes, like okonomiyaki, which is shredded cabbage with sliced pork and special sauce, or takiyaki, which is diced octopus 
between both these dishes, the dough is roughly the same. I've visited many places in Japan, but here are my top five. According to Neverending Voyage, Kyoto is on the top of Japan's tourist spots. Kyoto is the original capital of Japan, is also known for its 1600 temples and shrines, as well as preserving Japan's traditions. One of my favorite places to go in Kyoto is Kinkaikuji, or simply Gold Pavilion. It's a shrine constructed of gold leaf and is a marvel to look at. Tokyo is not just a city, but it's also a metropolitan area consisting of over 23 million people. You can compare Tokyo to the five boroughs in New York. Some of the cities being Shinagawa, the business district, Rapungi, the place to party and club, Akihabara, which is known for electronics and anime, Harajuku, which is known for shopping. A vivid story I have from Tokyo is getting so drunk at a club called Harlem that my friend had to carry me to a love hotel. I woke up in a nice bed with a jacuzzi hot tub. The only thing that really sucked about that situation was that I was by myself. Osaka. Like Kyoto, Osaka is roughly over two hours away by bullet train from Yokohama and Tokyo area. I've been to Osaka about five times, the first time meeting a good friend out there by the name of DJ Wataru. Some of my favorite places to go in Osaka are Dotonbori, as well as Osaka Castle, which was built in 1583. This five-story castle is one of Japan's most famous landmarks. Sapporo is as winter wonderland as it gets, especially during February for the Snow and Ice Festival. When Star Wars Episode Seven was announced, I recall seeing a 30-foot-tall Darth Vader statue made out of snow there. The artwork is amazing, and if you ever get the chance, I recommend you go. Sapporo is also known for its beer, which can be bought in the States at some liquor stores and Japanese restaurants. If you see a white can with a gold star, try it. It's very delicious. On the same island and a little further east from Sapporo is the proclaimed clearest lake in the world called Lake Mashu. What makes it unique is that it's inside a volcano and cannot be reached by train or bus during the winter season due to heavy snowfall. In conclusion, Japan is one of the safest countries in the world and one of the most culturally diverse. But due to a new and more contagious strain of COVID, Japan's borders are closed to international tourists. It is through my past experience and stories that will make you wish you should have been there before the pandemic. They say that once you climb Mount Fuji, you won't return. But after three years away, I'm back. But I think this time I won't spend eight hours climbing up and down a volcano. <laughs>